You are listening to The Vibrant Life Podcast, Episode 8. The Vibrant Life. Hey you, welcome to The Vibrant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Romrell, and I hope you're having a happy day. I am. Uh, Last week was General Conference, and I really enjoyed it. The inspiring messages always motivate me to continue giving my best effort in life. And uh, spring has sprung here in Utah. The weather's been great. I've got a few whiffs of freshly mown grass, and the birds are out in full force to serenade me in the mornings. I love seeing the world wake up in spring. Summer's going to be here before we know it and time waits for no one. So if you would like to be more productive, consider using uh, my Vibrant Life Goal Planner. It's an all-inclusive journal and day planner that I created for my own personal progress. And I think you'd be surprised how much it can aid in your own efforts to manage this crazy life. So I do have a video overview of the planner and links to buy one if you want to in the show notes. I'm doing very well, like I said, but I'm not going to lie, the last few months have been trying for me. I've been working hard to believe in myself and my goals, and this podcast is a product of those efforts, but I've also really been feeling the tension between who I am and who I want to be, and there's those pesky demons of doubt that love to swoop in and stop us in our tracks. Sort of like the Raxperts in Harry Potter. Uh, Raxperts are invisible beings that get into your brain, leaving you confused and unable to focus. I guess J.K. Rowling knows what she's writing about, right? So uh, today we're going to be discussing resistance. Resistance is a powerful force, and though we tend to view it negatively, it's actually a super beneficial part of life. Think about resistance training for a minute. Most of us use weights or (laughs) resistance bands to exercise at some point. Cardio workouts are important too, but the point of resistance training is that it builds muscle. And building muscle is a big deal, especially if you wanna lose weight. Adding muscle increases your body's metabolism. And you may already know this, but just to make a point, your metabolism is the process in your body that converts food to energy. It also plays a big role in your body's ability to heal and repair itself, as well as making sure all of your systems run smoothly. So when we talk about metabolism, we're literally talking about the quality of life uh, physically. Muscles burn most of the calories we eat, so strong muscles are a must. And dun dun dun, resistance training is essential to a healthy lifestyle. Two excellent synonyms for resistance are tension and conflict. If you are a writer or if you love stories, then you know that tension and conflict are essential to any tale. And tension tends to mean an internal struggle or something not obvious, but that can definitely be felt. It could be guilt from telling a lie, the romantic tension between characters, or unmet expectations. Conflict is outright opposition. It could be like a physical fight, an adversary that you have to outmaneuver, or even the weather could be conflict preventing you from getting where you need to go. The point is that if you don't have tension and conflict, then you don't have a story. You may have what's called an anecdote, which is just something that happens, but you only truly have a story when there's some kind of transformation, right? So 
you were happy, now you're sad. Or you were alone, now you belong to a group. You were lost, and now you're found. And there can be no transformation without tension or conflict, or aka resistance. Just like physical muscles need resistance to stretch and grow, resistance in stories creates the change needed to get from A to B. So it's really important. One of the best teachers of resistance is Stephen Pressfield. He's a talented fiction writer, but is probably best known for his nonfiction works about writing and being an artist. I like his whole series, but The War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles is my favorite. The title of this book is a reference to The Art of War by Sun Tzu, which is also excellent and has similar principles. But uh, in The War of Art, Pressfield's definition of resistance is exquisite, and I'm just going to read you a few excerpts from the book because he says it so well. Resistance is the most toxic force on the planet. To yield to resistance deforms our spirit. It stuns us and makes us less than we are and were born to be. If you believe in God, and I do, you must declare resistance evil, for it prevents us from achieving the life God intended when he endowed each of us with our own unique genius. Genius is a Latin word. The Romans used it to denote an inner spirit, holy and inviolable, which watches over us, guiding us to our calling. A writer writes with his genius, an artist paints with hers. Everyone who creates operates from this sacramental center. It is our soul's seat, the vessel that holds our being in potential, our star's beacon and Polaris. And a little bit later, he gives this example. You know, Hitler wanted to be an artist. At 18, he took his inheritance, 700 Kronen, and moved to Vienna to live and study. He applied to the Academy of Fine Arts and later to the School of Architecture. Ever see one of his paintings? Neither have I. Resistance beat him. Call it an overstatement, but I'll say it anyway. It was easier for Hitler to start World War II than face a blank canvas. There are links to buy this book in the show notes. You won't regret getting a copy. I obviously can't read the whole book to you, but I do want to repeat Pressfield's list, Resistance's Greatest Hits. The following is a list, in no particular order, of those activities that most commonly elicit resistance. 1. The pursuit of any calling, in writing, painting, music, film, dance, or any creative art, however marginal or unconventional. 2. The launching of any entrepreneurial venture or enterprise, for profit or otherwise. 3. Any diet or health regimen. 4. Any program of spiritual advancement. 5. Any activity whose aim is tighter abdominals. 6. Any course or program designed to overcome an unwholesome habit or addiction. 7. Education of any kind. 8. Any act of political, moral, or ethical courage, including the decision to change for the better some unworthy pattern of thought or conduct in ourselves. 9. The undertaking of any enterprise or endeavor whose aim is to help others. 10. Any act that entails the commitment of the heart. The decision to get married, to have a child, to weather a rocky patch in a relationship. 11. The taking of any principled stand in the face of adversity.
In other words, any act that rejects immediate gratification in favor of long-term growth, health, or integrity. Or, expressed another way, any act that derives from our higher nature instead of our lower. Any of these will elicit resistance. So all of that is from Stephen Pressfield, and you really should read the book. It's only 165 pages long, but it'll change your life, I promise. And uh, the point is, anytime you put in the effort to better yourself or to live up to your higher nature, you will encounter resistance. When this happens, we often choose to see resistance as a red flag that stops us from continuing the fight. Don't do it, guys. Rather than see this like that, see the struggle as a signpost that you are on the right path. You are climbing the mountain of self-discovery and personal development. It's not easy, but it's not supposed to be. This is life. In the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we believe that there must be opposition in all things. One of our scriptures in the Book of Mormon talks about this. So Lehi is a prophet in the Book of Mormon who was giving his sons some last words of wisdom before he dies. And he explains why opposition is so critical. For it must needs be that there is an opposition in all things. If not so, my firstborn in the wilderness, righteousness could not be brought to pass, neither wickedness, neither holiness nor misery, neither good nor bad. Wherefore, all things must needs be a compound in one. Wherefore, if it should be one body, it must needs remain as dead, having no life, neither death, nor corruption, nor incorruption, happiness, nor misery, neither sense, nor insensibility. So, without opposition or resistance, growth and change are impossible. We can't understand happiness or sadness or anything in between. Without resistance, life would be meaningless. Okay, I'm a nerd, and I'm proud of it, and I love Star Trek. And in Star Trek, the most nefarious enemy that they encounter are the Borg. And the Borg are cyborgs, which means they're beings who are enhanced by machine implants in their bodies. But the real thing about the Borg is that they're a collective or a hive mind. So there's no individuality. There's only the collective. And you can kind of think of them like a big beehive or like an ant farm or something. And the Borg scour the universe looking for ways to become more perfect. If a species is advanced enough... They assimilate them while explaining, we will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own. The Borg are terrifying. I, they really are pretty scary. But what is really interesting is their catchphrase. Resistance is futile. Fascinating, right? It's one of the biggest lies ever. There are many times in life where we're told that resistance is futile. Big organizations don't want to be challenged. Have you ever heard people talk about going up against the man, which means like the people in power? Oftentimes, even friends and family might tell us that we can't do something. In the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, Will Smith is playing a dad who's trying to make a better life for his son, but he tells his son that he probably won't be very good at basketball, which is his kid's dream. He tells his son this while he's pursuing his own dreams with everything that he's got, which is kind of ironic, but he catches himself and then advises, don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. Not even me. It's a good reminder. Uh, resistance is an indication that you are on a good path and you should move forward. Think of all the peaceful resistors who have changed the world. Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi, Mother Teresa, 
Nelson Mandela, Buddha, and of course, the best example in my opinion is Jesus Christ. Uh, These are the big examples, right? But there's also the friend who sticks up for you when you're being bullied. There's the neighbor who invites a family who may sadly be experiencing prejudice to a barbecue. There are millions of parents and teachers out there who help kids know the difference between right and wrong. You can resist in small ways and make a huge impact. The biggest way you make a difference, though, is by being true to who you are. Follow that higher nature within you. What is it that you feel called to do? It probably scares the heck out of you. I know I get scared like that. But it probably just means you're on the right track. Just live your life the best that you can and understand that resistance is part of the game. It's difficult, but it makes the game worth playing. Thanks for listening, peeps. I hope you guys have a fabulous week and live the vibrant life.